You are listening to the Not Your Average Autism Mom podcast, the number one podcast for moms just like you, raising an autistic child. How are moms like us who didn't plan for this unique parenting journey embracing life just as it is right now, instead of staying stuck in wishing, hoping, and dreaming it was different? That is the question, and this podcast, along with our Let's Talk Autism newsletter and our private sisterhood, will give you the answers. My name is Shannon Urquiola, and I have been traveling this journey for over two decades. I have been where you are. All right, stay with me, and let's get on to this week's episode. You are listening to Not Your Average Autism Mom, Episode 9, Autism and Sibling Relationships. Well, hey there, my friends. I hope this finds you all happy and healthy this week. You know, I was I was just thinking the other day when I realized that it's the end of July already. Isn't it funny how we usually talk about how fast time goes, right? Like we can't believe it's already July. But I think for most of us this year has seemed like an eternity to get here. It has been like nothing any of us has, have ever been through before with the changes and the pandemic, just everything over the past five months and trying to manage our own emotions and our children's emotions. And I know that it's been a challenge for you as it has been for so many of us, I'm sure. This being at home with everyone for these past five months made me reflect a lot on sibling relationships within a family dealing with autism because for the first time in four years, we've had our entire family living under our roof. So in today's episode, I'm going to talk about sibling relationships when you have a child with autism in your home. And I know so many of you face challenges with this. Today's episode, what I want to offer you ultimately is hope for what it can evolve into. And I say that because Jordan's 24 and Madison's going to be 22. And I, um, you know, some of your children have older siblings, some have younger siblings, but nonetheless, their relationships are not what we know as typical sibling relationships. I'll tell you, I spent many years wishing that Madison was an older sibling. I always believed that she would have understood it better if she had just been older. And honestly, I still believe that today. But that's just my opinion and my experience with the families affected by autism and the sibling relationships that I've witnessed through my years of working with families in the special needs community. If I'm being completely honest here, you know, what I have had to realize over the years Maddie and Jordan will never have a typical sibling relationship. It will just always look different. She is not me. She is not his mom. And she will never have the bond with him that I have. And that's okay. What she does have is compassion and understanding of what I do and have done through the years. And she has learned through the years to have a much better understanding of autism and all of the things that she grew up watching that she knows are not in Jordan's control. So this past weekend, you may have seen on our Not Your Average Autism Mom Facebook page that we took a family day trip to Helen, Georgia. 
Dave, Jordan, Madison, and me. We haven't done this in a very long time because Maddie is usually gone, either at college or traveling somewhere over the summer. Obviously, this summer has looked very different. So Jordan has always been a roller coaster kid. He loves roller coasters. And Dave and I, not so much in the recent years. We tried it a few years ago and it just didn't work so well. So we asked Maddie if she would go with us so that we could take Jordan to ride the Georgia mountain coaster in Helen and she could ride with him. Now, it's not so much the riding with him because he truly has no fear and rides by himself. But, you know, it's the standing in line by himself that probably isn't such a good idea. Well, we went and this entire trip was just wins all around. But the part I want to share with you is that before they got on the ride, first of all, he was letting me take pictures, which if you know about us, you know that Jordan is not a picture guy. And this day was amazing. He let us take pictures. We took selfies. It was great. So I was taking a picture and I want you to know that I witnessed Jordan truly hug Maddie. And not just a little side hug, but like a real brotherly hug in my eyes anyways. And yes, just so you know, I wanted to cry and bawl my eyes out right there in front of God and everyone. And I probably would have if Maddie hadn't given me that mom look. But it was just simply amazing for me. And he is 24 and I had never seen that. So, you know, she's two years younger than him. And they just never really bonded. He has so many social deficits. And she was the typical busy, athletic teenager who was always on the go. And even when she was home, he just was never engaging. And through the years, I, I've, I've just, I learned to embrace those little moments here and there where I could see their love for each other, but nothing like he showed me in that hug. So anyways, siblings of a child diagnosed with autism don't grow up having sibling protection from bullies. They didn't have the big brother that drove them around when their parents were busy. Instead, they are the ones who took on so many responsibilities that other siblings didn't have. And for that reason, their life was different. And I believe because of that, they are going to make a difference in the world. So I did a lot of studying around this whole subject and I really dove in deep. So get ready because I'm going to share a lot with you in a short amount of time. So as we all know, having a child with autism impacts not just the child who received the diagnosis, but it impacts the entire family and every aspect of it. Raising a child with autism places some extraordinary demands on parents and the family as a whole. You know, just the time often involved in meeting the demands of that child leave the parents with little time or energy for their other children or anything else sometimes. But I want you to know that research tells us that most siblings of a child with autism cope well with their experience, but it doesn't mean they don't encounter special challenges in learning to deal with having a brother or sister with autism. Some of the the things they will deal with are embarrassment around peers. And I'll tell you this, in my opinion, is the most difficult one. 
in the beginning because they are young and they all they really know is that their brother or sister is different and other kids are talking about him or her. They also sometimes go through struggles with how much time you spend with their sibling. As they get older, some of the things they might deal with is frustration of their lack of a typical sibling behavior, and they might also become the target of aggressive behaviors when those are present in the home. Now, fortunately, you know, Jordan had some significant behavior issues, but aggression towards anyone in our home was not one of those. But I know I've worked with so many families who do have aggressive behaviors and those were inflicted upon the siblings. Now, as they grow into adulthood, there's a lot of concern over the parent's stress and grief and an uncertainty of what their role may be in future caregiving. That's a big deal. I've spent, you know, a lot of time with Madison going over, you know, what the plans are for Jordan. So there, there are a lot of suggestions out there on what you can do to ensure that all of your children grow up feeling like they have benefited from the same love and attention that we all need. I want to talk about some important needs of the siblings, and I'm going to give you some suggestions on how to address those. So first and foremost, when the time is right, begin to explain autism and do it over and over again. They need to know what it is, how it impacts their sibling, and how it's going to ultimately impact your family. So having an ongoing, open, honest, and age-appropriate communication about the autism is so, so important. You know, a lot of times in the early ages, they may withdraw or they may act out in a way that you just don't understand. Make your explanations and conversations age appropriate and keep them going through the years as they mature and can understand more about it. It's important that you don't just talk, though. You need to encourage them to ask questions. Remember, they don't know what to ask. They are confused and they may be seeking attention in their own way. It's your job to initiate these conversations. Listen and acknowledge what they are thinking and feeling. When they are young, they may even wonder if autism is contagious. Can I get it? These are things that you want to talk about. There are also often behaviors that happen outside of the home, such as meltdowns that can cause people to stare, and it's embarrassing for them. They will likely be worried, you know, what will their friends think and what will their, will their friends ask them? They will ask about why does he have those weird behaviors? Why does he rock or flap his hands? Or why doesn't he talk or play? They need to know what to say and how to answer those questions. So be prepared in your conversation to address those things because they may be scared to bring that to your attention. They don't want you to be mad because they asked you a certain question. So here's a couple key things about this. It's really important that you be understanding of their fears about what people think. Explain to them that regardless of autism, Many times siblings embarrass each other and that they're not alone in this feeling. 
let them know that their real friends will do things to make them feel better and won't base their feelings about them on their brother or sister. I think that's really important because, you know, I think in those younger years, that's a big deal. They are very worried about those things. Number two is watch how much attention you give to them. Oftentimes, and rightfully so, we celebrate every small accomplishment our child with autism makes. Be sure that you give that same attention and celebration to their sibling. Self-esteem is tied to positive recognition by parents. I talked about it earlier, I know, but it's so important to give equal praise and celebrations. Be sure that you give your child or children without autism as much time as you do your child with autism. You know, unavoidably, a lot of your time and attention will be focused on your child with autism, but it's so, so important that you share your attention with them and be completely present when you are with them. Keep their childhood as typical as you possibly can, especially outside of the home. You know, they make so many sacrifices and adjustments inside the home that it is very important that outside of the home, they can participate in things that they enjoy, just like their peers do. Encourage them to be part of activities, and you have to figure out a way to be present. You know, there are activities that may not be shared by the entire family, and that is okay. You know, I remember wanting so badly to take my kids to these big, um, you know, we lived in a, a community at the time in Florida where they had big Easter egg hunts and we tried it and obviously it didn't work. So ultimately I ended up just having Easter eggs at home because it was just easier on me and on Jordan. Well, you know, as I look back, that certainly wasn't fair to Madison. I wish now that I had done what I am telling you to do. There are going to be times when you need to be okay with not allowing your child with autism to be included. And you have to figure out how that will work. There are simply just things that they will not be able to tolerate. So number three, and this is a big one in so many homes, they need to know that their space and their things are safe from their sibling with autism. Many times, so many kids with ASD can be destructive and, you know, they take things apart. They want to know how it works. I know Jordan was a battery guy. So, you know, we had to take the backs off of everything that had batteries, you know? Um, and so it's just really important that they need to know that you value their things and will not let their brother or sister break it or tear up their things. They need to know that their things are important to you and therefore you're going to ensure that they are safe. Number four, siblings need to feel that their brother or sister is treated as normal as possible. Now, you know, this may make them feel angry or sad or jealous or confused it's up to you to explain the differences and why you do what you do or don't do. 
as they get older, they will better understand and be accepting. But when they're younger, they often don't understand. So you have to pay attention to your expectations of both or all of your children. And if they're different, just take some time to explain why. So they understand why your expectations of them are different than their brother or sister with autism. And five, they need opportunities to know that they are not alone and not the only one going through this. Look, there are a ton of sibling books out there. Use them. Do social stories. Use examples of people within your support network. And let me just tell you, if at all possible, see if there's a local support group or sibling event where they can meet other siblings going through the same things that they are. I mean, you guys, heck, even Sesame Street is addressing autism now. When they added Julia in 2017, autism is everywhere. And you will hear me say it all the time. If somebody's life hasn't been affected by autism yet, it will be. So I want to end this episode by saying that there are many positive skills that a sibling learns growing up with an autistic brother or sister. They learn patience and tolerance and compassion and the ability to handle even the most difficult situation. You know, today I can sit here and I can tell you, I am so confident as I watch Madison move into adulthood that I did a great job here. And she certainly benefited in these areas and will have these skills to take on the world. Just remember that throughout this journey, you won't always do everything right. You will screw up and you'll make mistakes and you'll make bad decisions. Look, we all do. But ultimately, you will do the best that you can and you will continue to learn along the way And that will be just another reason that your son or daughter is so lucky to have you as their mom. Well, that's it, my friends. I hope that I gave you some insight and some things you can do at home after listening to this podcast today. And I hope you all have an awesome week until we meet back here next week. Thank you so much for listening. And please, if you're enjoying this podcast, tell your friends about us. And even better, if you would take a minute to write a review of the podcast, those reviews are what help us in the podcast world to reach even more moms raising a child with autism. Have a great day. And remember, you are doing an amazing job. Hey, so if you are loving what you are learning on the podcast, you really should check out our private membership. Our Not Your Average Autism Mom community is where we dive deeper into all of the topics we discuss on the podcast and where you can get individual help and learn coaching tools that will make your life better every day when you learn to manage your mind. You will have access to all of our training and resources that you will need along your autism parenting journey. And you will develop relationships with other moms just like you 
all raising a child with autism. It is my absolute favorite place to be. So head on over to the website at www.notyouraverageautismom.com to get all the details. And please, if we're not open right now for new members, we only open a couple times a year. Be sure to join the wait list so that you'll be the first to know when we're going to open. I hope you do. I would love to work with you inside.